Well, welcome to Becoming an Elite Financial Advisor with Sten Morgan, where we help financial professionals like you recognize and reach your potential faster. Every week, we talk to advisors like you that want to improve their meetings with clients. Meetings are where you build the relationship with your client, where you show them what you know, where you learn what they need, and where you work together to achieve their goals. So today, we're going to give you a step-by-step guide on how to have effective first meetings with your prospects. And back in episode 14, we discussed seven meeting skills of elite advisors. But today, we're going to be hyper-focused on that first time you get to sit down with a prospect. Uh, and if you've got other advisors that you think should learn these elite advisor skills, you can send them to stenmorgan.com slash 27. We're actually going to get a, a comparison chart of the things we're going to talk about today at stenmorgan.com slash first meeting chart. So if you're ready to improve your first meetings, then you're in the right place. And thank you for joining us today. Here's Sten Morgan. Andy, I'm excited to talk about this. This is something I have, I think, taken for granted now. It was something I had to focus on earlier in my career because I needed a high close rate. Uh But over time, as you really focus on something, you can end up talking about it as if it's commonplace. So when I speak at conferences or other advisors, I've caught myself, and I'm thankful advisors have pushed back to say, would you stop and explain that more? Yeah. Versus, hey, first meeting skills, your superpower, all these things are that are true, but not maybe granular enough for yeah. somebody to adopt that and start yeah. working on it. Yeah. So, yeah, and this has come from, this, all, really all of our content generally comes, well, 90% of our content comes from people who keep asking us questions about it, and we're like, hey, we should just do a podcast yep. about that. So, for those of you who keep asking questions, thank you for doing that. Uh, so, we're going to talk about that. I want to pause real quick and just share a few things. First, uh, I want to celebrate our first one-star review. <laughs> uh, and the reason I want to celebrate our one-star review is that I have learned a lot in, you know, 10 plus years of being in the sort of influencer uh, personality, build a brand space. And one of them is that people that grow are people that basically somebody says, I don't like them because they're taking a stand on something, mm-hmm. right? They're not just sort of, gen- we were joking in the office, like nobody hates vanilla ice cream because it's just like blah, right? So we don't know who you are. You're probably not listening to the show because you gave us a one-star review. Uh, but it, it, there is a genuineness to it. It's like we're taking a stand on something. We're saying that planning is really important. You should be doing it. Um, you know, there's a certain way that you should be, you know, running your meetings and running your, your business. And so... That the um, advisor is the valuable piece, not the products. Yes. The products that our industry has been built on for over 80 years. Yeah. So, yeah, that, is a, that could be a little... Uh, triggering for sure. Well, and I was thinking specifically as we were talking about this, like who would do that? Who would who would do that to us? But it, <laughs> it, I also consider because I've had conversations with people that were not very happy. Where we're like, hey, why do it in ten years when you could do it in three? Uh, but there's people that have been doing it for a long time that are really frustrated, and so maybe it was them. But anyway, um, so I want to mention that uh, in, in the same vein. We would love for you to leave us a review, an honest review, and like type it up. Um, and we've got one of those coming later. But the other is also if you have any interest, uh, you can find us on YouTube. So if you just type in the name of the show on YouTube, then we will pop up and you can see us having these conversations. And the last is, then we are closing in on 10,000 downloads. Hey, let's go. Which is awesome um, and because it shows, and, and we are growing. We're getting about twice as many downloads in a given week as we were maybe a month and a half ago. Uh, and so I want that to be an encouragement to all of you, um, you know, slow and steady wins the race, you know, be mm-hmm. consistent, provide value for people and things will grow. So yeah. awesome, job. man. Well done. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about um, the main topic today of this first meeting. 
And again, how you even talk about the first meeting is where you have to begin. It's not even in the meeting, but how you invite people. What are the words you use or phrases you use? And we're going to have that average versus elite. So there's only you know four or five we're going to dive into. You can get the full comparison chart in our show notes. But uh, first, what, what is the phrase you use that you have found over the years of being an advisor that is that separates you from other people? Uh, that doesn't sound cheesy. Yep. Um, this sound is boring. Yeah. Right? And we and I think we challenge people a lot, and we like to talk about maybe what the industry has told advisors to do, and what we all kind of buy into, and then maybe what the elite path is, what's different, how do you separate yourself from other advisors. And when I started in the industry, this was one that nobody even directly told me. I just observed that you just you just had meetings. Just meet with people, um, have a fact finder, be a hawk for finding a problem that you have a product to solve, mm-hmm. uh, and then try to meet with them again to ask more questions, and maybe they fill out some paperwork. It, meetings were just like a – the more meetings you have, it's a leading indicator that something will eventually happen. Uh-huh. And you'd also hear, hey, have 10 meetings, you get three people to say yes, and you'll get one client. So it was more about quantity instead of quality. And I bought into that until I broke out on my own and I realized I'm not having very many meetings. And it'll take me a long time to have a lot of reps. Yeah, you did the math and you're like, this isn't going to work. If if your closing percentage was going to stay the same. Yeah, I didn't need, you know, a 200 batting average, you know, even what 300 gets you in the Hall of Fame. Like for me, that was going to get me broke and (laughs) working for somebody else. Congratulations. (laughs) You don't have a job anymore. So I got aggressive about the quality of those meetings. Like I needed, I needed to close one out of two, you know, and eventually two out of two. And so it, it became more of a strategy meeting in my mind. And I started living that out until I realized like, why am I saying review meeting or initial meeting or planning meeting? Like, I want somebody to feel like when you're coming, no matter if it's the first meeting or the 10th meeting, like we are forward looking, we're going to yeah. come with ideas. We need to set that precedent. <laughs> I'm just thinking real quick of a guy who's like leaving the office, maybe over lunch or you know, he and his wife are going to meet up after work. You know, the, the wife's getting off work a little early and she's like, I got a meeting with my, with the hubby. And what is it for? Oh, we're having an initial meeting. Like that doesn't sound <laughs> interesting right. at all. That's right. You know what I mean? It's like, it might as well, like I'm going to get a consult with my dentist. You know what I mean? It's like, yes. there's just nothing unique about that. Yep. You know? So what do you, what do you call them? Strategy meetings. Every meeting's a strategy meeting. And I, and I tell the client that, Hey, I'd love to, even if I had breakfast with a guy, this was just a networking meeting, well-known guy, very successful in multiple ways. Oh yeah. This and is week, right? usually my breakfast is at times are, Hey, what do you do? Or even a lunch. I'm like, Oh, we're in you know, the consulting space. I don't want to lead, be too aggressive. And usually that means, well, what does that mean? Well, we help business owners mainly with financial strategy and planning and, and creative ideas. We found that most of the industry brings the same old stuff. Most advisors don't talk that way because they assume the client knows they're different because they're saying stuff they think is different, but it's truly not. <laughs> but it's not different. Yeah. And so we've done enough reps to realize what most people's experience has most likely been with advisors. And almost every time it's the same. They pick so this up. This person, I know you're talking about, very successful. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that a lot of people would love to sit down and have breakfast with him and talk about his money. That's right. Right. So what did you say that he was like, oh, that's different? So he's, he has advisors. He's like, oh, I have multiple advisors. I'm like, that's great. But then he, he quickly went into, yeah, but it feels like, you know, sometimes I'm missing out on stuff. And he went on and I was like, you know that thing you, you know you're missing? That's us. There's a lot of advisors that have good products, one of them, but very few advisors sit down in a room with a whiteboard and, and are generous with great ideas. Because I feel like the, the fear most business owners or entrepreneurs or successful people have is that they're missing out on something. That their gut says there's a better way to do this. I just don't have the time to figure it out. And that pain point, if you push on it, 
by the end of it, he's like, yeah, it'd be great to talk more. And I was like, hey, let's go to my office next week. We'll just kind of have a whiteboard strategy meeting. I'll share a bunch of great ideas. And I think it'll be great use of your time. I didn't say, man, how's your insurance? Like, hey, send me a couple of your statements before the meeting and I'll analyze them and we'll see what you can do. Like, we didn't talk yeah. about anything like that. It was, I have great ideas. I believe strongly that some of those ideas will help you. You should come meet with me. Completely different approach than I did when I was a young advisor. I think, too, the idea of strategy. I mean, you think of strategy in sports, war, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what's your, you know, and then you think about it in this space. Strategy implies two people or a group of people working together to implement something. It's mm-hmm. not just here's a solution. It, it you know, here's a, here's a thing. Strategy implies, um, you know, thorough thinking, different mm-hmm. angles, creativity, right? I mean, yeah. literally you're creating a strategy together. And I just think for the consumer, for them to think, oh, I'm going to go have this strategy meeting, is a completely different attitude or approach than I'm just going to have a meeting. I'm going to have an initial meeting. You know, if, I mean, yeah, because those meetings meeting. come out of the, I have a need, and you might have something that fills that need. You have a need as the advisor? The client. Okay. Okay. And so it requires the client to have some general awareness of something's not working right now, or I'm unhappy with this other person, so I'm willing to let you look at it. Yeah. And that just starts, that's that's product focus from the beginning. Oh, gotcha. Versus, I'm not sure what you need yet, but based on Ooh. the things you're saying, what it feels like, and this is this thing, if you, a practical, realize the pain or the fear that everyone has on missing out. And for a business owner, if you can say, the thing that frustrates me the most in most business owners, and I'm a business owner, so I know, is finding out five years from now that I could have done something in a day that saved me a bunch of money in taxes. Yeah. And realizing I just didn't know because no one told me. And you you just see these business owners like, I know. Like I have this thing I just found out from this last year. I could have done this and I didn't even know. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. So it has to be specific. And the goal is not to unlay it out there and try to tell them about the products you have. It's just like, hey, come to my office. Let's get on a whiteboard. And I think we'll have that'll be probably the best 45 minutes you spend this week. You have to be able to say it with that level of confidence. The thing I love about that is they don't have to. I mean, they 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 don't have to know the need. It's more of a fear of missing out. It's like, I don't know what I might be missing out on, but I know that I might be missing out on something yep. versus going like, how's insurance? Fine. That's right. Because uh, they don't know. Investments, fine. That's right. I mean, but they're probably not going to admit, oh, it's bad. Yeah, I haven't looked at that in know. 10 years. Right, or I'm, right, so you're literally just inviting them to look forward versus like, mm-hmm. let's review what you have. I bet it's bad. And then, right. you know, and some people sell that way, Stan, you know yeah. that like, oh, yeah. oh, I bet your guy's a jerk. Oh, it's actually, it's my brother. Oh, <laughs> never mind. You know, so. he, he, he meant well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about the, so you're inviting people to a strategy meeting. I think that's super important. Uh, and then as they leave, I've heard you had these conversations. All right, well, we'll have our next strategy meeting, right? I mean, they're all strategy meetings. Yep. Talk about, um, as a, the average advisor, what is their focus going into, you know, they're, they're getting their piece of paper, you know, and they're getting their folders ready to, and, and they're, they're walking in from their office to the meeting space. What is their main focus? If you have a sort of an average advisor mindset. And this this was mine. And this is where I lived for years. It was every advisor I was around thought this way. It was what we talked about in our group meetings. It's what was tracked for incentive is what tool am I going to have in my tool belt or on my shelf? What product do I have to uh-huh. solve a problem in here? So my goal is to find the problem in this meeting that I can solve with a product. I need to sell something in here. That all sounds like it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, that doesn't sound crazy to me. No. And, and I think how, that's so many businesses, you know, here's my widget. I'm going to go knock on someone's door and my hope is they need this thing or somehow I'm going to convince them they may need it someday and they're going right. to buy it from me. Okay. Totally fine. 
if you want to be average, <laughs> if right, you want right. to do what's always been done and take the 10 plus year path to success. But I had to realize like, yes, I have stuff on the shelf. Mm-hmm. I have products that can add value. Mm-hmm. I don't know yet what, it, to what extent they need it. Like I haven't, I'm, I would not be creating honest urgency in meeting number one or meeting number two because I don't know what they need. But what I like to feel going into a meeting is even if they don't need to buy anything, I have value to add. And if they're a good fit, they will pay me for my time. Okay. It's a completely different dynamic. So the dynamic is not, uh, I'm, I'm here to find the pain. I have solutions. They're called products or investing with me, whatever it might be. The, the, a different attitude, a different approach is to say, my goal is to be generous with my ideas. Yep. So you're, 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 you're measuring the meeting by how many times and how many ways have I, uh, have I, have I added value through an idea, mm. right? Yep. Right. So let me ask this question. What does that look like in a, in a physical way in a meeting? What does that look like? One of our core teaching elements is, is quantifying the value of your ideas. Okay. Part of that is having a bank of ideas, and we work on this with our community and, right. and advisors we coach, is that there will be a hesitation in you moving from the old model to the new one, if this is you. There's other advisors out there that just want to say, hey, I'm going to sail off into the sunset, have my products. When somebody needs it, I'm going to sell it, and then I'll check in with them periodically, and if they have a problem, they'll reach out to me, and I'm yep. going to do as much of that as I can to build a comfortable life for myself. If that's if that's your path, Great we've chosen a different path and ours is we're going to overwhelm you with value. We are going to take responsibility for finding out ideas so that when you come in, we are prepared to ask great questions and apply these ideas where we can. But we're also going to take it a step farther and not say, Oh, that's an interesting problem you have. Here's an idea that could work. Generally speaking, we're going to take it a step farther and say, Hey, that's really interesting. Have you ever heard of this account? Do you know if you fund this as a business owner, it's going to save you this much in taxes Assuming you put this much into the account, and I'm writing this out on the board, about a 25% tax savings on a $40,000 contribution, that's a $10,000 savings this year alone. So instead of literally goes on, if you're watching this on video, instead of me being like, oh, okay, that's interesting, Mr. Morgan, and I sketch it down on my pad of paper or whatever, yep. and it just lives there, it's more of a, hold on, let me let me tell you about something and show you what it looks like, mm-hmm. and let's actually put a number to it. That's right. We'll when it, the, whenever possible. We'll talk about the number thing. Oh, I love it. I, all right. I love so this is thing. this is the reason this is so interesting. Uh, and the principle here is the average person, the average advisor, avoids specific numbers. Mm-hmm. But this goes to literally the root, the heart of of the industry, where like at the bottom of of emails, <laughs> right on, on every you know communication or print, it says or the past. Past results do not guarantee future returns. Right. So it's basically saying hey, every listen. life insurance illustration that's right. made up of assumptions, every right. mutual fund illustration that's based on what that's done the last twenty years. Like I lived in that space. I, I sold off of, and my crutch was illustrations. So let me and push projections. back on this then. Then how are you? Why do you feel so confident that that you should give them any measurable, quantifiable? You know, hey, if you do this, it will be this. How, how do you feel good about that? Two fronts. One is to create appropriate urgency. Okay. Meaning if I can quantify this, I I believe people solve big problems, not small problems. If I create a small problem or don't quantify it and those clients walk out my door, what what are they thinking about? The next thing. Soccer practice. Yeah, I was like, they're not thinking about you. (laughs) Yeah, the fact they didn't have dinner made yet. Like to them, it's like, that was fun. I think I heard some stuff, but life's happening. Yeah, nothing urgent. If I can find a good idea and create fair, accurate, 
appropriate urgency. And they're like, well, he, he just mentioned that's a, that's a $50,000 thing. If we don't do it, uh-huh. let's talk about that. Yeah. Or he wants to meet again next week. We should probably think about that. And the language around that, as I've seen you, you know, uh, as we've done illustrations for our members, things like that, like showing them how to do this, is you say, hey, just if we did this, there's a, here's a potential impact. Here's a potential. It's not like, and I guarantee that, you know, right. we, you know <laughs> yes. we don't use that sort of language. Yep. But people go all the way to the other side, and, and they just don't want to put a number to it. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we still have these conversations. I had one this week. It's Thursday. I had this conversation with someone on Monday, and it was like, are you telling them the value of your ideas? Mm-hmm. And they're like, no. And that's why this person was charging like $1,200 for a plan. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they just like, I can't dream of charging more. And I was like, well, how, how much is your, I, how much are your ideas worth? And, th- but they never would put a number to it. Yeah. And again, I'm like, you're not, that's not a contract. It's a whiteboard. That's right. You're just giving them a vision. And I mm-hmm. also love how when you're in a meeting, you don't go, Hey, next year, this is what this is. This, most people don't do things for a year. That's it's right. A, nor would you advise them to do it in a year. It's not a, you're not flipping a house. Yeah. Right. So it's a five year, it's a 10 year. Yeah. I mean, why would we keep the impact a secret? Like, why, why would we not give them the full picture of the potential I mean, impact gonna, of I'm this gonna, decision? I'm going to answer it. I don't know if you're being rhetorical, but I think people are afraid. Mm-hmm. Period. People are afraid. Advisors are afraid if they put a number on the board mm-hmm. that like people will feel like, well, you told me it was going to be this much. Mm-hmm. Or the industry would say, you can't do that. Yeah. I, I think people are afraid because they feel like that's a pr- that's a promise, mm-hmm. and I think the sad part about that is that I think you're like people know that's not a promise, like, yeah. but and also it's like people aren't going to take action, yeah, because if because they don't see the vision because yeah. you didn't give them a vision. Yeah. Right? I mean, imagine uh, insurance world today. I sell somebody insurance policy because they have an estate worth more than twenty two million dollars currently. If they die with more than that, there's an estate tax issue. Okay. What if when they die, the estate tax limit is actually 50 million well no you you told me that it was 20 no at the time it was 22 we were solving a problem then I, i'm not com- promising i know the future right but it's already happening you know in investment world if you say hey look at this mutual fund that did 10 percent last year I, I think we should get into it right i mean you have no idea either so i, I would argue this approach is probably the most accurate honest way of communicating the value of ideas because it's tangible it's as of today if you do this thing here's the result if everything else stays the same and tax law doesn't change over the next 10 years it'll actually save you this much yeah that's that's clean that, that to me that that is and i know this because i've been doing it for years now it's received so much better than hey here's some hypothetical stuff it could work out yeah there's kind of some fees in there but just trust me we'll kind of get to it the client leaves like I think I should do something. I just, but there's something in me still that's unsure. I, and also Clients think, leave our meetings and they're yeah. just like, that made total sense. Like, wh- when should I sign up? The other difference is I see you you take their numbers instead of like, if you just put $1,000 in the market today, in 30 years, it'd be this. It's like, okay, but I'm not going to put $1,000 in the market. Like, yeah. I'm, I want to talk about the fact that, you know, I need to do a SEP and, you know, I want to start funding for my kids. Like, mm-hmm. use real numbers. That's right. I mean, it sounds silly, but a lot of people are just like, they're so afraid to just use real numbers because yeah. they're like, oh my gosh, the real numbers is like a promise. No, yeah. it's it's a hypothetical, right? right? It's a potential. Yeah, but it's found it, it's founded in in today truth. Yeah. You might have to make one assumption or so just to kind of flush out the story, but it is up to us to educate and create urgency to solve the right problems. Right. So, and so then, yeah, we can go on that so one. So again, forever, on the average, is to avoid specifics. An elite advisor says, no, here's a specific example. If you took this action, what could potentially happen? And the beautiful thing I've seen you do is you've, you know, you've got four numbers on the board and you go, well, we were here for 45 minutes, you know, Don and Mary, 
and we've got these four ideas and it looks like they could have this potential impact over the next 10 years. Yeah. And they're walking out of the meeting and Mary's going, you know, honey, like that, that was a big number. Oh, we yeah. got we got to do this thing. Yeah. And you'll get uh, how can we work together? Uh, how do I pay you for that in meeting one? And you'll say, oh, no, let's we'll, we'll meet again another time and kind of talk about it. And after probably second meeting, I'll have enough information to kind of put together a proposal how we work right. together. But by the time I propose anything to them, they've already in their mind said, well, he's already saved us 50 grand. And he's telling us it's $15,000 this year to work with him. Like I've removed any kind of trust gap of like, hey, just pay me and I think it'll work out. Right. Or hey, and buy this product and it should work out. Like that's a great point too. If yeah. you don't have a larger vision, then the risk is more on them to say yes because yeah. they're like, uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're hoping you trade. catch them at the right time and they don't have anything else they're worried about and yeah. they're going to say yes. And I don't know how many times I had a folder next to my desk. You can probably relate to this, listeners. And I was just thumbing through prospects and I'd look sometimes and be like, what, 2014? Like I've I've been talking and emailing this person for that long, like. Either they don't want to do business with me. I haven't created urgency. I'm right. trying to solve problems they don't have. Like, and in the time, it, I was doing the best I knew. Like, it, to me, it made total sense to yeah. do that until you know the lights kind of came on. So this is a really we just have a couple more. Uh, this is a really really practical one. An average investor sits. <laughs> An average investor just sits. And, yep. and no one's like, well, nobody told me to do anything different. Am I supposed to dance? Am I supposed to, you know? No, every advisor I talked to. And it's all I did. I have my file here. I'm talking to you across the table, asking you questions. And, da, 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 you know, right. and then you get up and you're like, oh, man, like the energy in the room's low. Your legs kind of hurt from sitting. Right. Like versus no, stand up. Like get up. Make it an energetic meeting. Like act like you were excited to be well, solving problems. Real quick. It's awkward if there's <laughs> nothing to do when you stand up. That's true. You know? So <laughs> just looming over them. Right. The I'm just gonna stand for the rest of the meeting and stand over you. So people are so the elite advisor is standing up because and we talk about this a lot, we won't go way into deep in detail today, but you stand up because you've got something to teach. That's right. You and got, you ha- and you have a whiteboard. You're using a tool to teach them standing up and just talking and saying the same stuff and your hands kind of that's awkward. flying around. That's a little weird too, but you, you're, you're on a whiteboard and yeah. you are communicating, educating, even taking notes. I've coached advisors before. Like if you don't know how to illustrate an idea and we've created videos for that and help people with, you know, don't overcomplicate it. Just show them something visually. They've probably never seen. Even if they've heard the idea 10 times, they see it in writing. It, it lands better. How often are you, uh, you know, uh, someone shares like seven or 10, you know, facts that you go, Hey, do you mind if I, cause I, I've, 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 gone into your meetings after the meeting uh-huh. and you've got you know you're erasing it as i come in you know client privilege or whatever mm-hmm. you know keep it private but it's it's like this is you were writing them out because they just had some complexity oh you've got this sort of business and you've got this going mm-hmm. on that i mean it, the, the clients like to see that versus mm-hmm. that, you know it's in your notebook yeah them them talking they've talked about it a lot of times to themselves or somebody else or cpa but very rarely have they seen it organized on a whiteboard oh you have four different companies let's talk about that yeah that's how much I mean, yeah. how much time in your week what percentage do you spend on each one of these okay what income are you coming is coming out of each one of these okay do you have employees for each ones and all of a sudden you start painting this picture for them and what's great is at the end of it you get to look at it too and you get to say okay this one's taking up half of your time yet bringing in no revenue and you're telling me that you don't really enjoy it and then a question do you think this is something you should keep spending your time on? Right. Or this other opportunity, which you say you enjoy more, uh, you know, you have a great person helping you run it and there's more income potential. What do you think? And they're like, wow, yeah, it's, I haven't thought about that way. Yeah. And all I did was just write up what they were saying. Yeah. It's like they literally just had not seen it that. That's right. Seen it that way. Yeah. Um, so, st- so stand up. That's the, have something the to point do. there. Stand yeah. up, have something to do. Right. Teach. So last point uh, I want to make. Not preach. Yeah, no, there you go. There you go. Uh, the last part of this is that 
the the measure of a meeting for the average investor or advisor is really what's the what's the potential value for you as an advisor mm-hmm. you know you walk out of the room and you go what what's the potential for me and the potential for my client but it's all about potential mm-hmm. but the elite advisor is saying no i know that when they leave i have in fact delivered value mm-hmm. like if i never see them again they have a great impression of me that's right uh, I think that difference is profound. It is. And, and part of this is you're realizing, are they a good fit for you? I've had some meetings where I'm like, you know, it seems like all the stuff they're asking me for. And there was a guy I met with, a business owner. He came in to talk. And by the end of the meeting, I realized he's just trying to raise money for his company. And that's his sole, sole hope right now. And I could have talked about other things, but he, he, it wasn't even registering with him. We ended that meeting by saying, hey, just reach out in six months or so as things settle. We might It might be a good fit then. Right. That, that the meeting is also you vetting the other person. And so it's not all about what problem can I solve and what money can I make, but it's like I'm going to add value because this person may come back or, and this has happened a lot and I never it never happened to me before, where somebody comes, they're not a good fit or it's not time for them to work with you, but they refer somebody to you. Oh, nice. Just because of that experience because you added so much value. Yeah, because you – when you left and they left, it was like, oh, that was a good experience versus uh, we were maybe going to do something, but we never did. That's right. You know, and, that, and again, it's the, 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 the change or the difference I want you to, to hear is that you've got potential. Mm-hmm. Nothing's happened yet. It's all potential versus it's delivered. That's right. Right. There, if nothing there, else happens again, you've made a great impression on them. You've added value. And you are also deciding, do I want to have another meeting? And Stan, let me ask this as we wrap up. How many meetings do you feel like percentage-wise when you were really kind of early or just doing it wrong ended up being potential meetings? Like, yeah, potentially we could do something. I mean, is every deal you don't close is a potential meeting. Nine out of ten. And the, and the one out of ten For was real? just that I happened upon somebody that had to f- do something oh. at that time. And again, most advisors, whether you, whether you feel it or realize it yet, most advisors are doing that still. They're saying, I'm going to meet with people. Hope at that moment they need what I have to offer. And if they don't, I'm going to kind of stay in touch with them until they have that need versus, and this is, again, probably why we're going to upset some people in this this new model. Again, you like the old way, do it. In the new model, you are the value. Your ideas are valuable. Regardless of you sell them anything, you can charge for your time and advice. And we have great clients now that may never buy a product because their business is great. They love to buy real estate, whatever it is. But having us on the team, they're willing to pay for that time. Because we give great ideas. I'm just like heavy with this because I think about living in all that poten- potential. Could happen, oh, it could happen, it could happen. And you're sort of haunted by what hasn't happened. Oh, yeah. And then you get frustrated the with these people, like somehow it's their fault. I remember feeling that, like, I can't believe they're not meeting with me or calling me back. It's so rude. It's like, yeah. well, that's a me thing. Like, I'm, I'm either getting the wrong people in the office or I'm not doing a good job to like identify urgency and then finally i realized well it's just because what i have they don't need right now mm. so either I, did, I need to add something that most people need which is the route we went financial planning consulting getting paid for my time and energy right um or i need to just find different people yeah and the people i was trying to find were working with other great advisors that all they did was manage money or sell insurance and i'm trying to go toe-to-toe with them at 24 25 yeah that was going to be a i was on the 15 year path at that point of grinding it out Right. Instead of saying, well, what are most advisors not doing? What's a differentiator for you, right? Yep. And it's great ideas, which you got. And so I, I hope that you will embrace that and understand that you can leave every first meeting if you're on the elite path and feel like I gave them tremendous value. Mm-hmm. They're going to be a great referral source. They're going to speak well of me. 
and we may never do business together. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a great outcome, and that's the worst outcome. That's right. Right? <laughs> yes. you know, yeah, that doesn't thing. put food on the table. Uh, but the good news is with this mindset and approach, absolutely, you will work with clients you never thought of before. People in the past that wouldn't have bought something from you will pay you $2,000, $5,000, $10,000 to guide them, mm-hmm. to facilitate great ideas and coach them. And, and it is refreshing for these clients to not be sold something because it's just what they're have come to expect. Yeah, that's right. 100%. Well, we've got a couple more episodes uh, sort of um, lined up that I'm super excited about. I'm, I'm thinking of a few of them. One of them was how do I how do I start to look at my business as more of an organization versus an individual? Mm-hmm. That's one topic we're going to cover. Yep. Um, that that I think that one's going to be pretty uh, pretty awesome. And then uh, we've got some more development on the superpowers as we've talked about before. Um, some more about you know team growth and team dynamics and hiring. And so we've got a lot of a lot of topics coming up in, in the near future. So thank you again for listening. Um, I want to remind you one more time, you can get that average versus elite first meeting comparison chart at stenmorgan.com slash first meeting chart. And as we mentioned earlier, we do appreciate your feedback and the questions that you send us. So if there's a topic that you'd like us for a discuss, uh, then you can go to stenmorgan.com slash podcast and share it with us. We're, we're getting you know a couple of emails a week from you all and we really appreciate it. We'd love more. Uh, and the ideas have been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you again for listening and thanks for being of our being part of our community. We appreciate you very much.